This is RJ Pikus from Voice First. We'd like to extend out to our listeners an invitation to send us voice messages about any improvements that we could make to the podcast. Yes, yeah, send us voice messages. We reply on all platforms. If you leave us a comment on YouTube, we reply. If you send us a voice message on Anchor, we'll reply. Twitter tweeted us. We always reply. Same with Instagram. We reply on all platforms. We really love collaborating with anybody who wants to be part of the Voice First community. Whether you're trying to learn anything about either building or running a voice business or just contributing to the voice community in different ways, if you're already in it and you're trying to collaborate more with the people who are already doing it on a daily basis, we've worked with a lot of different companies and would love to collaborate with you and see how we can make one plus one equal three. Or for people who are on the outside and they're looking to find other people who are in the voice space, we have developers who are getting trained every day in every country around the globe. So we would love to connect, collaborate, and just make something happen. Thanks, RJ. Let's keep rolling into these. RJ is on. A product improvement for Anchor would be the ability to delete voice messages that I send to other podcasts because I sent six voice messages that I could have summed up in one voice message, but it took me six voice messages to get the idea out there, listen to them, and then I was able to fit it all into one. So there's no need to listen to the previous six. Anchor should definitely be have the ability to delete. Think about it. From your perspective, it makes sense because we can go back and just delete, clear out a lot of the clutter, make it so that it's easier to filter. But from Anchor's perspective, what can they do? Well, right now, they're holding on to all that data. They're not clearing it off, so they're paying for that. Whether they're paying for AWS or their own servers, they are paying for that data to be there. If we're going to keep playing this game of how can we make things better, I want to say, Anchor, y'all need to make a voice app, put it on Alexa, put it on Google or something. That way I can record just by talking to it. I don't need to worry about opening up my phone. I don't got to worry about my phone dying because I can just talk to Lexi. I can just say, hey, record my podcast, and then it starts going. So we got a cue going. I know that we're not implementing any of these, so this is telling you two things. Either you fix the changes or make it open source so that we can fix it ourselves because <laughs> we're down to be in there. You just got to give us the ability to help and improve. We want to collaborate and make Anchor better. We love this platform. I actually want to go a little bit more on that with the voice app for Anchor. What that's going to include is, hey, Lexi, start a podcast. Hey, Lexi, or hey, Google, call up Pat, call up Naturally United, call up the Robert Boyle podcast, call up Rainbow's Fart Unicorns podcast, and let's set up a joint session. Hey, Lexi, send a voice message to Naturally United. Those are just three ideas I had right there. That's just going in for us to be able to have a voice app for Anchor. That way, this is entirely voice-based. Anchors realize the benefits of democratizing audio, and they've put it on web, and they've put it on mobile. They have yet to realize the potential of the voice-first environment, which is crazy because they're all about voice. I can't think of any reason why they wouldn't want to have those features because Anchor is entirely voice-related, except for the editing process where you do kind of need to go back and use your eyes to trim up, at least for now. We love you, Anchor. We'll stay with you no matter what. 
just off. I think the way that Anchor's pricing model works for sponsors is that the more money that a sponsor pays, the higher quality podcasts that it's allowed to sponsor, and therefore higher, you know, more reach to listeners. The higher quality your podcast is, the more listeners you have, the more money you get per milli. And so it incentivizes both the podcaster to make higher quality podcasts and it incentivizes the sponsor to pay more money. Also, I think it could be worked in that the more money that someone spends, the more money that Anchor would make. Just like buying in bulk at Sam's Club, even though you're buying in bulk, Sam's Club is actually still making more money. <laughs> yes, and let the speculation about how Anchor distributes continue. We know that Anchor allows you to set up your sponsorship around however you want, so it's not flexible. Well, it's not rigid like a lot of other places. You just say, this is how much I want to spend, just like you would on Facebook ads, but you can get in there and then you got your ads and you can just put them how you want because each individual podcast is able to put their own spin and twist on it, but they're still following that script. Got to stick to the script, but they can work around it a little bit, get some flexibility and freedom to the user, to the end podcaster, so that way he can give us a little bit of feedback back. He can put his spin on it, so that way it sounds like and fits into the kind of content that he's putting out. Had a lot of people tell me that the Anchor advertisement sounds like just something I would say, because I'm already pushing Anchor. Anytime I can open my mouth about the podcast, I'm promoting Anchor. I like them as a sponsor. In the description to the Jam Session Website UX podcast link that four-minute YouTube live we had. In the future, we'll have the whole video up when RJ brings his charger and charges his phone at night, which I'm laying in bed now and I'm going to get my charger after I record this. Also, in the descriptions, can we put uh, my Twitter as my number one place to link to? Uh, you know, I saw your podcast. You, your Insta was the one you wanted to link. I wanted Twitter to be the one that's linked in the description. Um, that's it. Night, night. Sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. This is one of the things that I love about having people like RJ on the team is that they are always thinking of ways to make what we got better. We're never satisfied, never content, always trying to figure out a way that we can improve, iterate, play those iterative games, make it repeat. Every day we try a new thing and then we just implement it. We give it a shot. RJ brings up some stuff to me. I bring up some stuff to him, but we both execute every day. We talk about stuff, but we execute. You gotta be clouds and dirt. If you're just one or the other, you're, you're stuck on an unbalanced side of being able to decide for yourself. You become dependent on the other side. Whoever is just the dirts forget how to modify the bigger picture and see the macro and zoom out. But the people who are just up talking about the clouds aren't executing. They're not down in the dirt every day getting in it. So RJ is one of the people that's able to continue to offer us suggestions, but also act on the suggestions. He leads by example and asks questions to challenge us to be better. Thanks, RJ. Thank you.
walking downstairs right now, plugging my phone in, so I stop recording podcasts and charge my phone and go to sleep. You saying that, I listened to this episode actually a couple days ago, and it got me to start doing podcasting before bed just to see what would happen. So the past three or four days, the last thing I do before I fall asleep is I go outside, I endure the cold, and I go and record an episode of the podcast. I like listen to the episodes, or I look through the news, and then I just riff for a little bit, and it's nice. If for no other reason than to just experience it. Nighttime podcasting is like, okay, it's the end of the day, you've had an entire day of thinking, reflect on that. This is the last thing you're doing today. So like there's nothing else that you have to do afterwards. So there's no pressure to be finished. It gives me just a space to just talk about voice first and what we're working on. And I feel like as a founder to just continue to put out the thoughts every single day about what we're doing and what we're executing on and restate the mission and restate the principles. It gives us this loop. So to have it at the end of the night gives me a great opportunity to reflect and to really close that feedback loop. On your way home to Cincy, record a one-hour monologue podcast of you just speaking out loud and exploring your own mind, and then I'll listen to it. I'll do the same, and then you can listen to mine sometime. Pat will do the same. Last night I recorded a half-hour monologue, and while Anchor was adding background music, it deleted the track. The technologies we're using are not up to the capabilities of what we're trying to use them for. And uh, we're just going to keep pressing them to try to do more. Art challenges technology and technology inspires art. We are using Anchor as a podcasting platform. We are what challenges technology to do more. And once technology responds by giving us greater tools, technology then inspires us to do more. We didn't even think about using background tracks before, but once technology gave us the possibility of adding in background tracks, we just adopted it. We thought, okay, this is the new technology. This is where it's at. There's a new feature. Let's give it a shot. See if it, if it improves our ability to create art. And I think it does. RJ doesn't like when um, I apply background tracks to multiple people in a conversation, which is understandable. When it's just me doing a monologue or a soliloquy, um, I do throw it in there because it's just me. It's me, so having a background track I think adds to the storytelling experience. So to to keep this episode short, because I'm still pretty um, salty that the episode got deleted. I recorded a 30 minute episode that talked a lot about voice moving forward especially in the flow state altered state non-ordinary states economy the um, altered states economy how voice goes and accelerates our ability to use that but because it got deleted i'm not entirely sure i want to talk about that in a long form again so i'm just going to leave with one more time technology inspires art and art challenges technology